Welcome to The Mary Mack Show, where we will be talking about your feelings, experiences, and pain following the death of a loved one. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you find yourself in this entire world, I welcome you. So much seems to be going on. The virus is affecting even more families. Some are having a mild form of the virus, while others are violently ill, and still others are losing their loved ones. My cousin Ellen's mother-in-law, succumbed to the virus earlier this month. She was very close to her, and I know she is missing her terribly. Some others are suffering because they cannot go to see their older family members and friends in the nursing facilities, and they are worried about their health. Others are in hospitals and cannot visit them either. We are grieving for the inability to express ourselves and express our love for people. I send you all big hugs for a good outcome for them all. And I'm sure many of you are amazed that we are still sheltered in place for yet another week. We are seeing protests now and again, but ultimately the majority of us aren't willing to take the risk of being near others who might have been affected or even infected by the virus, from the other people they have come in contact with. Personally, I'm not taking any chances. There is just too much to do to allow myself to be exposed to this illness. I've been taking this time to learn new online skills and create interesting and helpful episodes and products, and also to promote The Mary Mac Show in the best way I can. What are you learning? What are you creating? This adventure we are going through can be used for the good, or we can just sit around watching television and telling ourselves how bored we are. There is absolutely no reason to be bored. With all the free online classes and YouTube videos for just about anything you might want to explore, now is your golden opportunity to do so. The world is now changing, and after all this is complete, more than likely we will be doing more of our work online. 
it will be wise to learn as much as you can now, using your evenings and even your daytime hours to study up for the future. So did you have a chance to listen in to last week's episode on how to speak with the young ones in your life about the coronavirus? I certainly hope you did. They are very vulnerable and not really sure why all this is happening and changing their world. And if you aren't around children or don't have them, please do pass along the episode link to those who have children and might need some wisdom around this subject. And I thank you for doing that. This week, I have a real treat for you. It is the first time I've invited someone else to be part of my podcast. I was wondering how I could gain the perspective of a teenager to tell you their personal experience while going through this quarantine. I have the very good fortune to know a wonderful family down the block, who I befriended many years ago when I moved into this neighborhood in Central Florida. Olivia Moody and her parents and younger sister Sophia are wonderful neighbors, and I've appreciated their kindness over the years. There were times we would go to events together around Christmas time, and even seeing all the trees lit in our town's city park. The lights on the trees are in sync with the Christmas music, and it is so joyful each year. There are nights we would share meals, watch movies, and enjoy each other's company. Other times, the girls would bring cookies they've made, or give me hugs when they saw me taking my walk around the block. Well, now with social distancing, we can't hug each other now, but we do still wave from across the street. Another time, we all went to see Olivia play volleyball at her school. That was a lot of fun since I hadn't been to a school game in several years since my twin nieces played basketball in high school. So about two weeks ago, David and I were taking our much-needed walk, and I saw Olivia and her friends sitting on opposite sides of the street, writing on cards. I had no idea what they were doing, and they really didn't want to share. So I let it go. Then one day, David found an index card with a lovely handwritten note of encouragement on our door, which Olivia and her friends had distributed to every one of our neighbors on the block just to cheer them during this crisis. When I read it, I teared up. How thoughtful for a 13-year-old to take the time and even create the idea of doing something that would cheer her fellow neighbors. So last week, while taking our twice-weekly walk, we saw Olivia and her family walking the neighbor's dogs. It occurred to me that I'd love to hear Olivia's perspective on this crisis and how she was dealing with it every day, that she was now home, sheltering in place. I am thankful that Olivia took the time and took me up on my request, and I'd like to read for you what she sent to me, which I want to share with you now. My experience during the coronavirus has affected me by being sad and depressed sometimes because I can't see my friends and go to church. I also can't leave the house and go anywhere or do anything, and to me, 
it is really sad that we need to stay home all the time. What I would like to share with you guys is that I am 13 years old. I like to visit places like the beach or new places that I've never been to before. Going to church is a big part of my life because every Sunday I volunteer in the nursery and second and third grade classes. At four o'clock, I go back to church for youth group. So on Sunday, I am pretty much in church all day long. But I love it. I love volunteering with the younger kids and hanging out with my friends there. School and church are two big parts of my life that I can't do right now. I also like to do puzzles and Legos. I'm in the middle of building the Statue of Liberty Lego. I finished a 1,000-piece puzzle before the virus closed us down, and my mother had taken it to get framed. How I am dealing with everyday life right now is getting outside and watching the TV show The Office. I'm getting my schoolwork done pretty early in the day because it's easier for me to get my work done since I'm not in a classroom with kids that misbehave. So I'm now able to watch The Office episodes. My mom walks the neighbor's dogs and always asks me to go. I like getting out of the house to walk them. My mom has my sister and I go on bike rides too, which helps me to feel better when I get back. We see lots of wildlife on our walks and bike rides, like bunnies along the trail, an owl on our street sign, turtles, baby ducks, and lots of other birds. We even went to a blueberry farm, which was about an hour away. And it was so much fun to get away and pick blueberries. The farm allowed for social distancing. What I am missing that I used to do is hang out with my friends and have sleepovers and play dates. I miss being able to go to certain places like church, the movies, restaurants, and going to the store. I haven't been to Target or Aldi's in months. Not having a strict routine has caused us as a family to stay up later and sleep later. We don't have to rush getting up now, eating breakfast and getting out of the house to school, which I do like. How I have kept in contact with family and friends is through Zoom video calls. I can do schoolwork and physical ed with my friend Coral. We have to track our physical exercise for PE, and Coral and I ride bikes together, but we are on the opposite side of the sidewalk for social distancing. My extended family doesn't live in Florida, so talking with them is the same as it was before the virus. I have always called them and done video calls with them, so that part feels normal. But my grandparents visited often, and now they can't, and I really miss them. What I have been doing to give back to others during this time is writing notes to my neighbors. My friend Coral and I wrote encouraging notes and put them on our neighbors' doorsteps. I felt happy while I was writing them and delivering them. I didn't sign my name, but I had some neighbors figure out it was me. For those that don't know it's me, I like that it's a mystery to them.
It was exciting trying to leave notes by the door without being noticed. I learned that many of my neighbors have the ring doorbell, so I was so nervous I would get caught. I also sent gifts to my stepsister for her children. My mom cleaned out closets and cabinets in our home and made my sister and I clean out our rooms. But I put a lot of stuff aside for the sharing center. But we can't donate anything right now because they aren't taking donations except for food. My mom reaches out to people she knows, and whenever someone is sad or in need of something, she will ask my sister and I to make cards. So I do that to help brighten other people's day. What I have learned that's new is to ration my food, save toilet paper, <laughs> and to take care of myself more by wearing a mask out to the stores and washing my hands after going to the stores so we won't get the virus or carry it into our home. I definitely learned how fast a virus can spread because my grandfather was here at the end of February and we went to Disney. Then during spring break, only a couple weeks later, everything shut down. I do want to learn how to knit and how to type, and I will try working on this while I have time. But what matters to me is to figure out ways at home to keep busy so we won't get bored out of our minds and we won't be sad. And for me, getting some exercise and helping others seems to lift my mood. Thank you, Olivia, for your outlook and for sharing what is going on in your world right now. It is important to remember that our teens are dealing with a great change in their lives also, and sometimes we take for granted that they are old enough to just handle anything that comes their way. But that may not be the case. We need to reassure them also that we, as adults, do care about them, understand how much they miss their friends, extended family and activities that they once enjoyed, just like us. They need to do exercise and not isolate themselves so they will stay physically and mentally strong. We all deal with crisis in a different way, and staying close to them, taking the time to individually sit with them alone in a separate part of the home, can go a long way to let them know their concerns are meaningful to you too. Ask open-ended questions. How are you dealing with all of this? What might I be able to do that will help you? Teens tend to act like everything is well, but that might not be the case, so do take the time to be with them. Do things together for others, which will take away the focus from what you are losing during this crisis and put it on what they will gain a feeling that they did something nice for someone else who might be lonely, have no one, and really would appreciate a kind note or call from them. We tend to focus too much on ourselves, and when we help others, we don't have time to feel lonely or alone or think about what we don't have. Being grateful for what we do have is the greatest gift we can give ourselves. So in my blog for this episode, 
I will post the lovely note Olivia wrote for all her neighbors. It's a precious gift, and I have it sitting on my desk. Every time I look at it or read it, I smile. So thank you, Olivia, for that wonderful gesture of love and care for David and myself, and for all our neighbors. And thank you for taking the time to share your experience with all of us. Maybe your teens might do something similar to bring joy to your family, neighbors, and friends. If you haven't heard my other podcast episodes, I encourage my listeners to create a gratitude journal. Each night before bed, write five things you are grateful for in your journal. Since we are all home now, perhaps you'd like to read them at the dinner table the following evening. And every one of your family members can develop their own gratitude journal, whether it's in a binder, a notebook, or a pretty journal. Even the youngest in your household can contribute. And as I mentioned last week, more than anything, children and teens need your love and attention. The mood of the home will dictate the mood of the young people in your lives. If it is chaotic, they will feel this too, so do your very best to develop a calm lifestyle for everyone's benefit, even when you might be feeling overwhelmed yourself. If you've listened to me in past episodes, you will know I'm a big proponent of the emotional freedom technique. Brad Yates has many videos on YouTube which take care of any emotional or physical pains you might be going through. So please visit him online and learn the emotional freedom technique, or tapping as it's sometimes called. I will leave the links to his channel and his video on overwhelm to help you. And do teach your children and teens how to tap. It will be a lifelong skill that they can use for any emotional upset. And again this week, I will add a helpful technique that was devised by the Navy SEALs, which they use to stay calm and focused. When you wonder how you're going to move forward, learn the breathing technique which the Navy SEALs use. I will also leave that link in the show notes below. So now it's time to get up. Move your bodies and enjoy the music. Dance, dance with all the people in your home. It will help you to feel better. And even if you think this is really strange, don't think about it. Just do it anyway, okay? in today. Remember to write five things in your journal each night that you are grateful for. Get your family in the habit of doing this also 
and share them around the dinner table each evening. Visit my site, marymac.info, for my free book. And rate and review this podcast wherever you have heard me. And as always, remember to be happy because you deserve to. I'll speak to you again soon.